0: One potential pitching target of the Cardinals this offseason may already be off the market. We'll talk about it today on Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there Cardinals fans. I'm JD Hafford and I'm a national radio sports anchor born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow me on Twitter, X at JD Sports Radio. The podcast is available at LO underscore Cardinals. We want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. You can also find us on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, Make sure you comment. I can't stress this enough how we want to hear from you. I want your voice included on this particular show, on this podcast. I want to know your thoughts. I want you to speak up when you think something that we're talking about is really really good or really really bad. It's okay. It's all right. I got broad shoulders. You guys want to you want to come to me. You can do that. It's quite all right, man. It's all about discussion and talking about Cardinals baseball and uh, how, how we can improve this team at some point or another. Um, that's the idea here. Just, you know, some baseball fans talking ball, talking Cardinals. It's a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code locked on MLB, get $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, when we talk about improvements for the pitching staff in 2024 we've already pointed out a number of guys or targets if you will uh that make sense for for the Cardinals to pursue whether it's through a trade or through free agency you've got names like Blake Snell Aaron Nola Sonny Gray those are you know three of the top names that appear to be on the Cardinals list of targets this list will obviously fluctuate as time moves on as we get more information about the market about the players themselves and what their intentions may be one of the things that i always try to warn fans about when it does come to the free agency aspect of this is that it's not exactly like going to the grocery store you know you it's not like grocery shopping you don't just go to a shelf see what you want oh i'll take one of those shohei otanis and then you grab it and pay for it, and it's yours, you know? There are so many more variables involved. The first thing is, after you do decide that you like a player, that they fit whatever it is that you think your team needs, there's got to be mutual interest there. That said player has to want to join your organization, which is not always the case. Now, not long ago, coming to St. Louis seemed like a, a very desirable thing to do. Baseball heaven, best fans in baseball. Uh, We've got a rich history of superstar after superstar that have worn the birds on the bat. Uh, Championship pedigree. Yankees are the only ones that have more championships than the Cardinals. More World Series titles, I should say. Um, Players knew that if you were going to come to St. Louis, if the Cardinals were interested in you, and you wanted to come to St. Louis, that you'd be loved, you'd be appreciated, you'd have a shot at winning a title while at the same time, you would make good money. And I know we give the organization a hard time for not spending as much as we think they should spend, but if you're a top player on the team, they will pay you. They just don't pay everybody like a superstar. It's not like the Phillies, where the Phillies got all these dudes that they just went out and plucked from other organizations, paid them crazy amounts of money, and then filled their lineup. The Cardinals don't do it that way. But if you're a top player that's on the Cardinals, they'll hook you up. I mean, Goldie's making 26 million. Arenado's making 35. Cardinals are paying 24 of that. Contreras, 18. Michaelis, almost 18. You just had Adam Wainwright, 17 and a half. I mean, they will pay you if you're one of their top guys. People used to want to come to the Cardinals. No one Arenado forced a trade out of Colorado specifically to go to the St. Louis Cardinals. That's where he wanted to be. Not the Dodgers. Not the Dodgers. He could have said that if he wanted. That's not where he wanted to be. He wanted to be a Cardinal. Wilson Contreras just signed last season because of all of these type of things that made coming to St. Louis a desirable thing. But then last year happened. The team struggled. Their big free agent signing, Contreras was treated rather poorly, in my opinion, in the early months of the season. It seemed like everybody kind of figured things out and got back to doing what they needed to do later on. But at the beginning there, that was something I brought up, too. It was like, how are other free agents going to feel about the way Wilson Contreras was treated in the first couple of months, where it just seemed like a lot of the blame was put on Willie for the struggles that the pitching staff and the team was having? So I wonder if now some of the shine of coming to the Cardinals has, has vanished a little bit and has worn off. But after that, let's say, you know, after you've picked out your guy, and let's say both both sides have interest, okay. Then you got to negotiate what a contract with that person would be, what it's gonna look like. And then you gotta beat out all the other offers from the other teams that are sending, you know, contracts to him. And then you will make a they will make a final like decision on whether or not. They're going to come to you. And in the end, there's a chance you may not be their choice. It doesn't matter if you think you have put up. Sometimes it doesn't matter if you put up the best contract. Sometimes they just want to go somewhere else. You know, this famously happened with David Price, who appeared to be ready to join the Cardinals. And then at the last minute, switched to Boston. Uh, you had the situa- situation with Giancarlo Stanton. They were trying to get him from the Marlins. He didn't want to come to St. Louis. He didn't like it. He wanted to go to New York. So it didn't matter what the Cardinals did. It wasn't their fault that they, it's not like they didn't try hard enough, that they didn't give enough up, that Miami wasn't ready to move them to St. Louis. That he didn't want to be here. So when we say that the Cardinals should just, you know, go sign this guy and go sign that guy and boom, you're fixed, everything's perfect. It's not quite that simple. A lot of variables involved. And the Cardinals might learn the hard way that trying to bring in some of these top free agents Won't be as easy as we make it sound like it's going to be like we keep saying, you know, well, all you got to do is go get Yamamoto, sign Nola, trade for another guy, and bam, you're right back in this thing. But these people have to want to come to St. Louis, you know, that's the problem is that we don't know if that's something that these guys want to do. We're hoping it will be. We, We sincerely sincerely do. But Aaron Nola is a guy that that spoke about his upcoming free agency and his thoughts on actually going back to the Phillies. And it may not be great news (laughs) for the Cardinals. So I'm going to share those thoughts with you next on Locked on Cardinals. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, the music, the comedy. How about theater? Theater's cool. You could go do that. Great deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting excited for the fun that you're about to have. Forget about planning months in advance. Not a necessity anymore as long as you've got game time, of course, because game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You want to get into that stadium like 30 minutes before the game starts? You can do that with game time. You can. You can. They'll they'll throw up those last minute tickets and you've got flash deals, which are really, really cool. Uh, So it's very nice. And you get these deals for, like I mentioned, all of the stuff you want to go to, all the sports, whether uh, NFL, college football, obviously baseball. uh, You got the NBA coming up, college basketball. The Blues are back, right? NHL. Concerts, comedy, all of this stuff. They have got the hookup on the best seats at the best prices at game time. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time credits you 110% of the difference. And then as soon as your purchase is done, no need to go fishing through your email trying to find them. They go whoop right to your phone, directly to your phone. So get the tickets you want without the stress with game time. Download the game time map, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account, redeem code locked on MLB. That's $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you again for making locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. You can leave your comments on YouTube as well as on Twitter. Anytime you want feedback, always welcome and encouraged. Uh Report drops on Monday about, Phillies upcoming free agent to be Aaron Nola. And like I said, it it may not be great news for the Cardinals, but I want to throw it out there for you just so you got the information. So here is what Nola had to say. He was asked about possibly re-signing with the Phillies this offseason, and he responded by saying, yeah, I hope so. I really do. I love it here. Obviously, it's the only place I've been. I came up through some special times in the rebuilding era and getting to witness and be a part of a lot of different type of teams. To be on a team like I am now, it's really cool and special to see and to be a part of all the success and failures to get to where we are now. Now, we all know that normally money talks, okay? When it comes to free agency, normally money talks. You give them the most money, odds are they're going to come your way doesn't always happen, but it's usually pretty good. And there have been reports specifically from Bob Nightingale USA today that that Nola during this past off season was negotiating with the Phillies about an extension and was looking for eight years, two hundred million million, eight Eight years, $200 million. Remember he's 30. The Phillies, they were saying, Hey, what about four or five years instead? Eight seems a little bit much, but four or five, what do you think about that? And, uh, They couldn't come to an agreement. I mean, that's a pretty big gap. (laughs) It's a pretty big gap. And unfortunately for Nola, but maybe fortunately for other teams like the Cardinals, Nola kind of had a down year from his normal stats. I mean, it wasn't awful. It's not like this guy was terrible, but not the Cy Young-worthy type of stats that, you know, he's had in previous years. So that eight years, $200 million seems a bit rich. When you look at what he did this year, you're kind of like, ooh. Like, he's not going to get anything close to that, right? I've been kind of browsing around on the interweb, as we like to call it, and uh, I've seen the numbers of 5 and 110 million floated around more than anything else. So, 5 years, 110 million, 22 million per year. Not like the guy's going broke, if he makes that. That's a nice chunk of change for sure. It's not the 25 million per that he was looking for, or the length, which I think is the most important thing that he was seeking. Cause I, I believe what he's trying to do is he wants this to be his last contract. He wants to cash in now not have to worry about being 34, 35, like a sunny gray. Maybe he's still really, really good by that point. But if he's not, he doesn't want to have to, you know, lose money because he didn't sign a longer, longer deal earlier. The thing is so far this postseason, dude's been awesome. The light shine, the brightest in the postseason, and Nola has. Gone right back to his ace self, the guy that we've normally seen over his career. In two starts, he's uh, thrown twelve and two thirds innings, has allowed two runs on nine hits, struck out twelve, hasn't allowed a a home run, which is significant because that is something that he fell victim to thirty-two times this year. You know how we always say, at least I do, (laughs) that Miles Michaelis seems like he gives up two home runs every every game. Miles Michaelis gave up twenty-nine this year. Nola gave up more. Home runs than Miles Michaelis this year. 32 was the sixth most given up in Major League Baseball this year. Granted, he plays in Philadelphia, which is a home run hitter's park. So those numbers, perhaps, when he go if he were to leave and go to uh, a better pitcher's park, like say, oh, I don't know, Bush Stadium, that number would go down. But so far, the postseason hasn't bothered him. He'll get the start on Tuesday night in game two of the NLCS with the Phillies up one to nothing. And if he keeps this up, perhaps that five years, 110 million will now be a little bit low. I still don't think he gets the eight years, 200 million that he was seeking, but you know, sometimes teams will surprise you with their desperation on what they're willing to pay. I mean, none of us saw the Padres reaching out to Xander Bogarts and giving him his contract. That was, um, that was a wild one, right? That threw everybody. Everybody was like, what? And another side of this, too, which was um, something that a lot of people brought up online, too. But what's Nola supposed to say in his press conference? Like, no, screw this place. I I can't wait to leave right before he throws game two of the NLCS. I mean, he's he's going for a ring. You know, his team is on fire right now. What kind of a guy would just be like, well, you know, I'm still kind of bummed that uh, I didn't get the contract I wanted and I'm salty about it. Um, so I'm gonna do my best, but if we lose, so be it. I'm out of here. Like he's not gonna, he's not gonna pull a Kenny Powers and do something like that. Uh Scott Rogust at fan-sided rights. The Cardinals have three openings of their starting rotation. At the trade deadline, they moved Jordan Montgomery to the Texas Rangers and Jack Flaherty to the Baltimore Orioles. Veteran Adam Wainwright has officially retired from baseball once St. Louis's regular season ended. So the rotation is a glaring area of need for the Cardinals. Luckily for the Cardinals. There are still plenty of good starting pitchers available, such as Blake Snell of the San Diego Padres, Sonny Gray of the Minnesota Twins, and Eduardo Rodriguez of the Detroit Tigers, if he opts out of his current contract. Or they could bring back one of Montgomery or Flaherty as well. A lot of people just want him to go bring Jordan Montgomery back. Will he do that? I don't know. But, I mean, sure, why why wouldn't you reach out and talk to him about it? He goes on to say, it'll be interesting to see what the Cardinals starting rotation will look like heading into opening day next year. Will Nola be part of it? From the sounds of it, he would like to stay in Philadelphia. Of course, plans can change depending on negotiations. Um, And another thing of this, I also wonder whether or not Snell or Gray or Jordan Montgomery are actually going to leave the teams that they're on. All three of them seem quite happy in their current surroundings. You know, Monty is leading the Rangers pitching staff in the ALCS, where they they're up two to nothing over the Astros and headed back to their home ballpark. Uh, Gray, who helped lead the Twins to a postseason berth and end their postseason losing streak, looked very very comfortable and very very happy at Minnesota. The question is, will Minnesota actually buck up and pay for him? I would be blown away if they didn't at least try. I mean, they brought Correa back. And Blake Snell, I mean, he he looked good in San Diego. You know, it's a fun team to play for. They didn't live up to expectations this year, but he was quite comfortable there (laughs) and had one of his best seasons. So if the Cardinals want these guys to even consider leaving their teams, they're going to have to win them over. And the best way to do that, obviously, money. Lots and lots of money, and you can tell these guys and try to persuade them uh, by talking about uh, the fans, how wonderful the atmosphere is, and persuade them with promises of winning. But in the end, the Cardinals are likely going to have to do something that they have not been known to do in the past, and that is outbid the other teams and overpay for guys. The Cardinals have kind of painted themselves in a corner here. Because everybody knows how desperate they are for pitching. It's not like they need just one guy, and then they can just kind of figure out which one they want to roll with, depending on how the contract situations go, who becomes available. Like they need at least two and likely three. So, (laughs) and you you've only got so many people on the roster that you can trade away to go get guys. So you've got to do something in free agency. It's the one thing that you have where. It's up to you. I mean, your money, you're a billionaire. You've got enough money, but are you willing to spend it all like this? It's it's where they are. It's a different situation for the Cardinals, and uh, it's probably an uncomfortable situation for them. They haven't been in a spot like this as far as I've been alive, and if I can remember. So um, let me know your thoughts on Nola's comments and whether you think the Cardinals will actually be able to persuade him or any of these guys, for that matter, to leave the teams that they're on right now which, outside of Snell, was all winning teams. I mean, even the, even the Padres were a winning team, weren't they? Like, they finished above 500. It's not like they, they were below 500 or something. They just didn't win their division or ended up going to the playoffs or anything like that. But um, let me know what you guys think. Up next on Locked on Cardinals, we're going to get some comments from you guys on uh, the Yadier Molina news that broke on Friday. We'll do that next here on Locked on Cardinals. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So you can make a really dumb bet, a really dumb one, and you lose and you still score the $200 in bonus bets. Okay. That's the kind of betting you want to do where no matter how bad you screw it up, you end up getting, you end up being a winner, you know? Uh, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in on the action. The app is very, very easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, obviously my favorite thing. Play, people love the player props. I haven't gotten into it as much yet. I've been sticking with the spreads, but over-unders, another spot that you can go to, which is uh, you know a, a smart way to go with betting if you're not sure who's going to win. Uh, week 7 of the NFL will get started on Thursday. You got the 4-2 and two Jacksonville Jaguars, the 3-3 three and three New Orleans Saints. The Saints are actually three-point favorites in this one. The uh, quarterback for the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, dealing with a knee injury right now, could miss the game. So that will affect the line, obviously, um, as the t- at the time of this recording. I haven't heard that he's in or out just yet, but uh, we'll see what ends up happening. Now, the over-under currently is at 39, and the Saints' D – has been pretty darn good this year, okay? None, (laughs) none of their games have yet reached an accumulative point total of 39 points. It hasn't happened yet. So going with the under there might be the smart move. I I think that's probably the smart play at this moment, knowing that we're waiting on the Trevor Lawrence news, because if he is announced that he's out, like things are going to fall. So if you get the bet in now, you're kind of set up. And then if he is out, you're probably going to go with that, right? That's probably an uh, automatic W. So visit Fandle.com slash Lockdown. Kick off the NFL season. Fanduel, the official partner of the NFL. In case you missed things on Friday, we had the news that there was mutual interest between the Cardinals and Yadi or Molina about coming back as a coach in 2024. No offers had been made, but apparently the idea had been brought up and at least discussed between the Cardinals and Yadi or Molina. So let's dig through some of the comments here and uh, see what people are saying about it because, um, you know, there's people that like it, there's people who dislike it for certain reasons, not because it's Yadi, but other reasons why so let's get into these uh jack nelson says the main job of a manager is to inspire team members to perform at their absolute best i would say that ali demonstrated his inability to inspire the team during the 2023 season who better to inspire the team than yadi or molina for nearly two decades yadi was described as a manager on the field why not give him the opportunity to be a manager on the bench Ikl kale inns says, glad you hit on the issue of Yachty being the ready-to-go replacement for Ali if next year goes south. When I first heard the news, I was ecstatic. But then I got to thinking about it from Ali's point of view. Hopefully, if this pans out, it won't give Ali a case of the yips and they will be true professionals and make this team work. And yeah, that was really my concern. If you missed the episode, uh, you should go back and check it out. But not a lot of negatives to bringing Yachty or Molina back. Everybody loves him, right? We all think he's great. Uh, but my own concern when it came to this, if Yachty does come back, like how does Ali remain the you know, the voice in charge in the clubhouse? Like, won't just naturally everybody gravitate to Yachty and kind of be like, eh, you know, yeah, Ali's a manager, but Yachty's our dude. Um, is Yachty gonna be able to take a backseat to Ali's decision making? How much influence would Yachty have on Dusty Blake's decisions as the, as the pitching coach? I mean, if Yachty was really the mastermind, which is the way they made it sound that he was the mastermind behind the pitching staff all of these years, why would he take orders from these guys, from Ali and Dusty, who in one year without him, the team dropped the last place in the division, had a terrible pitching staff, and saw his friend Wano get beaten like a pinata at a birthday party. Like, why would I listen to these guys? They, They obviously didn't know what the hell they were doing without me. Just throwing it out there. Uh, Chaos T says, even if this is a play-by-mo to keep his job, Yadier Molina would still represent a better managerial option than Marmol. Molina was the manager of the team, even when TLR, Tony La Russa, for those who don't know, and Dave Duncan were at the helm. Regardless of agendas, replacing Marmol with Yadier Molina is a no-brainer move. It should also be said Yadier Molina is going to be hired by some organization in Major League Baseball because he's damn good. The Cardinals would be stupid not to lock them up before other franchises do. Dude, that's another aspect of this as well. So say, let's let's pretend, let's go to fantasy land and pretend that Yachty has joined the staff and Yachty and Ali and everyone are doing well together. The Cardinals win some games, perhaps win a division, go to the playoffs, who knows? How or why would you let Yachty get away like Skip Schumacher did if that happens? And remember as well, this is Ali's last year of his deal. If you make the decision to re-sign Ali Marmel and you let Yachty or Molina walk out the door and he goes somewhere else, what kind of backlash are you looking at from the fan base? You're going to let Yachty or Molina walk? They got mad when Sco- Skip Schumacher left. How upset are they going to be if you let Yadi walk? You know, he's a god in the fan base's eyes. Ali, not so much. Not so much. Are you really prepared to make that decision that you're going to choose Ali over Yachty? Hmm. Uh, Charles Horton says, This tactic by Mo in the front office of tantalizing St. Louis fans by dangling Molina's possibly being on the 2024 coaching staff is right out of Public Relations 101. It's called the look a squirrel strategy where fans are diverted to looking away from what's not happening to watch something that is irrelevant to the mission. Tim Mangan Man, Mangian, Mangan says, again, Mosaic tells Marvel what to do while managing. Molina will not put up with Mosaic telling him what to do like he does Marvel. That's why it's not happening. Sorry to disappoint everybody. Johnny Whitney says, no more tired of the, no more tired of the Wano Yachty Saga, move on. Management will use this to appease and please fans, while again neglecting the roster. They care more about bobbleheads and gimmicks than they do winning. I mean, it would be a heck of a publicity stunt, but at the same time, if it did happen, if Yachty, if Yachty does come back, okay, I don't, I don't think Yachty returns to the field. You know, gives up all of these other things that he's doing. Uh, in his free time now, the basketball team. Apparently, he's got a record label or something that's going on. I didn't, I didn't know that. I heard Matt holiday's interview on um, Five Ninety, and he he said it. said it about a record label, a uh, record label. Uh, I don't, I don't think Yachty comes back, gives up all that stuff, comes back to be a coach on a on a team that stinks like it did in twenty twenty three. I think he would want to see what the Cardinals do about their roster before he decided, yeah, I'll come back and be a part of this. I think if he did sign it, it would mean that it, it's that they're it's a good sign that they're moving forward and doing something about how bad the Cardinals want to fix and how they want to fix this team and do it immediately if Molina comes onto the staff instead of doing the rebuild thing. You know, it just seems like I, if I'm Yachty, I'm not joining a team that's, that's crap and that is destined to lose. I would want to join a team. that's going to be fun and entertaining and somebody, the that, team that's going to win. So if he decides to come back, um, I think that's something he'd definitely be taking into consideration. I don't want to be miserable like we were this year. If I'm coming back to be a coach. So I appreciate everyone's comments and suggestions as always, make sure you are dropping us a line on each episode on YouTube and on Twitter. X You guys are awesome. Uh, playoffs continue today with the diamondbacks at the Phillies. Our buddy Zach Gallen, whoo, rudely greeted by the Phillies lineup on Monday night with the first uh, inning home runs by Schwarber and Harper. Schwarber ends up setting a record with his smash. It was his fourth leadoff home run in the postseason, passing Derek Jeter and Jimmy Rollins. Uh, Both dingers were, were on the first pitches that they saw. Fastballs just, you can't miss your spots against these guys, and that was right over the heart of the plate. Sailing into the night. Schwarber's came off the bat at 117 miles per hour. Just a missile. And then Harper's obviously no joke either at 109.4 miles per hour. Both go 420 feet. I thought something that was cool about Harper's home run. Did you see all the um what do you have? Rosin that was on the on the bat, and when he hit it, it just poof, like a cloud of smoke, like the ball exploded. That's how cool that looked. Uh Castellanos goes oppo. Gets him in the second inning. Phillies were soaring early. Credit to the D-backs for actually fighting back and making uh, a game of it. But if Gallen is getting torched by this lineup, I'm not sure the rest of the Diamondback staff is much of a prayer. Merrill Kelly will uh, get the ball, try to slow down that offense tonight against Aaron Nola, who uh, has been lights out so far in the postseason. Over in the American League Championship Series, the Rangers took a 2 to nothing lead by hanging on to beat the Astros. They went up early and uh, ended up having to hang on 5-4 in that one. That was... uh, An entertaining game as well that series will travel to arlington now and max scherzer max scherzer is going to return and uh come off the il and start in game three that's huge huge for the rangers who again was my pick to go and win it this year so uh game three will be on wednesday he'll be taking on uh, christian javier of the astros Again, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter, X at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow. Trying to get to 8,000 subscribers. So uh, if you're somebody who comes and joins us each and every day and you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, it be a solid man. Gets our gets our, 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 our channel out there, gets our, our discussions about the Cardinals out there even more. So let's be a part of it. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason. I will see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.